smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hello and welcome to mint i am nasreen sultana i am an assistant editor at mint i keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets you are listening to all things markets where i speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets with the grim covid situation india's sensitivity to global liquidity is a risk for market condition the pandemic and a slowdown of foreign institutional investors or fii to india is exposing markets vulnerability In April, FII outflows from Indian equities were at 1.5 billion dollar after 6 consecutive months of inflows. DIIs, however, were net buyers for the second straight month in April. So, the question is, how long will domestic liquidity support markets amid the health crisis? To understand that, I'm in conversation with Rohit Singhania, fund manager, DSP India. Hi Rohit, welcome to the show. and asrin so uh, rohit we are in in a very critical juncture of the stock markets now uh, despite there's lot of uh, gloom and doom in the economy there's lot of uh, downgrade of forecast for gdp by economists analysts are also penciling in a bit of downgrade in earnings estimate but despite all of that stock markets at the moment seem to be quite resilient and has not uh, done a major reaction like we saw last year when there was the first strike of covid in india so what makes indian markets resilient at this point of time asking as i see it today i don't think there is a doom in the markets right and i think uh, what is saying talking about the resilience of indian market i think you know we are in sync with what's happening globally too if you look at uh, this calendar year you know we have one of the worst performers in terms of the benchmark indices returns when you compare ourselves with other nations now coming back to india i think you know what the general assumption is there you know and even probably i would be looking at the similar data points right now is we have had about decent amount of uh, people being vaccinated the hope is you know in the next may and june the supply of vaccines would pick up significantly and you would have again that you know 18 plus of the population also uh, being vaccinated at least in the top 25 30 cities so again the playbook what everyone is trying to use is last year last year when you were in the same situation it was the event had never happened before it was for a first time right so now we have a playbook we how things folded uh, last year and what could happen this year i think that's what you know as as an investor you know uh, as an hope you know you have that it's happened last time how things pan out so we have something to look back and play that's one secondly you know when you're seeing the vaccination data of other countries right and how after the second dose or how to the vaccination when certain percentage of population gets you know uh, vaccine how how the things are moving there you know what kind of economic activity pickup is happening But I think these are the data points, you know, which is making us resilience. And yes, we know the first quarter of this financial year could be a washout. You know, you may have earnings downgrade coming in, but eventually, you know, once the vaccination starts, things should be back on track. But I think that's the hope and the playbook which we are going by of last year. That's the case. 
And last point I would like to add is again last year, if you saw Mumbai and Maharashtra were the ones you know who had the highest number of cases in the beginning uh, when compared to the rest of the country. And even when they peaked out also in the they were the first ones to peak out. This time also the case seems to be similar. You know, when you're seeing the data of last few days in Mumbai, the number of cases have been coming down. So we peaked, maybe you can say maybe we peaked, you know, a week, 10 days back. So that is the case and it happens to the other cities and states also. And that's the hope we have right now and which I think is keeping the market resilience. And I mean, you know, from a fund manager point of view, I mean, we are keeping in tab, but right now not unduly worried about the same. Mm-hmm. But very interestingly, Rohit, uh, right now uh, we are seeing DI is uh, to be in the thick of action. Uh, a very similar uh, thing happened last year also in March. Uh, DIs had pumped in a record number of uh, record amount in the stock markets. And uh, we see a kind of repetition of the same. In March uh, this year, we, we, see, we saw a net buying by DIs and that is kind of or sustained in April as well. Now, what makes the DIs so confident about stock markets or the equities uh, at the moment? I think, you know, when you look at DI flows, I think what's changed over the last few years is the availability of information and knowledge. You know, with this whole digital part, uh, media, newspapers, you know, and people are aware in terms of what's happening broadly in the economy. Uh, what the government is doing, you know, how the profitability is moving. They are aware, you know, they can read annual reports, uh, websites, you know, and through your newspapers. I think that awareness has gone up. And one thing I would like to say about DIL, it's been a little, I mean, slightly you know, unbelievable. But if you look at the last 18 months or so, right, their tendency to put money into mutual funds and redeem for mutual funds has been slightly different. We have seen, you know, when the markets are rising, we are seeing outflows and the markets are correcting, we are seeing inflows. At least, you know, this trend was not visible two, three years back, right? We always, as fund managers, used to talk when we think we need to have inflows, we're getting outflows and vice versa. I think that trend uh, seems to be, you know, a positive trend and that makes me feel, you know, that investors are more educated and more aware. The counter argument which I get to that is this is maybe, you know, they are redeeming out and, you know, they are uh, participating in the equity market directly by either buying stocks or options. So, yes, that could also be the case. But when you look at the long term DII history and what we are seeing today, I think it's a good trend for them. Secondly, I think last one year was the only year I could I could think of in the limited knowledge and data which I have right now. Any asset class, whether you are invested into equities, bonds, gold, or real estate, you made positive returns. I mean, I don't think it ever happened in one year where all the asset classes are giving returns. When I see uh, banks reporting their numbers and the savings account uh, balances which they are reporting, the growth over there, you know, that's also been quite high. So, yes, I think uh, we have seen job losses in some segments last year, but people have saved more. Uh, they have more money in their banks. And maybe, you know, uh, they are putting, you know, money into mutual funds. So I would put it to that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but do you think this DI money is going to sustain? Uh, because uh, we haven't seen this uh, money to be sticky. Uh, maybe one or two months of net inflow and then it suddenly gets into a net outflow situation. And if I if I focus uh, on the Amphi data, even there, the SIP money is not very steady. Uh, we have touched 8,000 crore and then we also went below that 
so do you think this money is going to stick around or you think that there could be some pressure points See, i think you know to have a definitive answer to this asvin is very difficult right because how does one gauge the behavior of an investor or what happens in the economy or data flows over the next few months right but uh, when i look at the savings as i mentioned to you in the earlier part you know when i look at the savings bank account data and the way i see increase so i think there's ample liquidity now in terms of the behavior it will also depend depend upon you know uh, what kind of data flows we are having on the economic growth how this covid thing like what i mentioned hopefully by june you know we should be in a better state how it's really panning out at time will only tell i think those are the things which will drive the behavior so for me as a fund manager right the view is you cannot preempt inflows outflows but for us is try to take care of the stocks which we are buying and looking at it and di flow because again there's so many contributors to it right whether it's gold uh, bond investing real estate so i would say right now i am not in a uh, camp which fears you know negative outflows from dis the data points which i spoke about earlier i feel you know covid should be taken care of with vaccination happening so i would not really pay a lot of attention to it right now nasreen okay but at the same time a foreign money was supporting the stock markets in the last 6 to 7 months and one of the key reasons why uh, sensex had touched 50 50000 in the you know early part of this year uh, but the fis are probably losing confidence in india now uh, and this is despite uh, fed saying that they are going to keep interest uh, rates near zero for as long as they want they can and the stance would be competitive but fis are not very confident about indian markets at least in the april it seems so maybe it's the covid situation we do not know what do you think will fi join uh, dis in buying indian indian shares yes yeah, so though i am not in touch with uh, global investors directly but few of my friends who speak to so at least the view right now which i think is i don't think they're losing confidence in india right i would not agree to that you know it's maybe because of the near term covid scare and uncertainty and maybe in their home markets or other emerging markets right which they are seeing the second wave of covid now passing economic activity picking up you know so they tend to book out profits and enter into their local markets or other markets so it could be that kind of a case but overall when i see you know from the domestic investor point of view as i said if things and the economic growth is on target we have had a excellent budget uh, this year in february you know uh, the government seems to be uh, very keen in doing the right things you know walking the talk so as far as if you see the building blocks which were there maybe in the month of january february right when the covid care was not there the second wave i think the building blocks are still there yes near term we had the uncertainty uncertainty of how the covid numbers will pan out vaccines yes we are hoping as i said may june you should have you know increase in supply i think that's the uncertainty which has crept in an investor whether it's a domestic or fi and that could be the reason you know they're trying to take money out and you know waiting for better opportunity to come in okay now that uh, um, i understand that probably the cases in mumbai uh, which was a hot spot earlier is uh, is reducing the per day uh spike is reducing but elsewhere in the country the covid uh spread is quite rapid and there are new newer lockdowns there are fresh uh, uh restrictions imposed by the local governments and the cases are not falling at all now in a situation like this where vaccination 
drive that you said that probably that is one of the key positive factor which is keeping the market strong but the vaccine there's also a shortage of vaccine and 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 uh, probably we we'll, we may not start the vaccination process of above 18 uh, very soon now in this if this continues for long do you think markets will hold strong or you think that there could be some bouts of corrections in the markets before before we head strong he, uh Again, see, this is an event where, you know, one has to uh, look at data and probability, right? So no doubt if you're telling me in the next two months, the vaccine availability is not going to be there, right? And uh, forget 18 plus, but even at 45 plus for the first dose, the availability is not going to be there. Then, you know, there could be a fear that, you know, the things may prolong, maybe what we're expecting. Maybe for two months today, it could happen for maybe four or five months. And that's when, you know, you would worry about, you know, because then when you're looking at earnings growth expectation, so today we all have it in our mind, right? The first quarter could be a washout. We could have earnings downgrade towards the first quarter, this fiscal results. But if it continues, say you have the fear of it continuing over the next, you know, maybe two, three months more. Then, of course, you know, we will have to reset our expectations uh, for companies. Reset for expectation on the macro level also, right? How the GDP would pan out, what would happen to GST collections, the income tax collections. And then no doubt, and then everything will have to be reset then. Right, but do you see markets taking cognizance of that and uh, do you see bouts of correction? I mean, it could happen if you if you are saying that, you know, vaccines are not really coming the way we are expecting, where the market is expecting. And, you know, it could be, you know, a sentimental negative. But the hope is, again, as what we have seen in Bombay and Maharashtra, right, how the cases peaked out. And if other cities, you know, if they follow the same trend or same curve. Then at least you're not going beyond those X number of cases every day and fatalities. So that's the hope right now, Nasreen. Hmm. But besides the... Uh, uh COVID cases uh, and uh, vaccination process. What are the th top things that you would be watching out for the stock markets right now? Rasmi, when you see things, you know, which we can, we as analysts or fund managers can try to gauge and, you know, uh, take a call. So, for example, uh, briefly, I spoke to you earlier about the earnings growth, right? So, post the December quarter results uh, last year, you know, we had a big earnings upgrade across business segments. And that gave us, and the commentaries coming out from the managements was very good. You know, so it's, it seemed to be the case we are back on track and for healthy growth for next few years. So with this COVID, you know, if this continues for longer, you know, that earnings has to be looked at because in the end, whether you're buying a stock, you're investing into the market, you're looking for what kind of growth that stock or the market can give you. And earnings is a key driver. That's when I would look at it. Secondly, crude. So today, you know, we aren't talking about crude a lot in terms of the pricing. As I understand, speaking to a few economists, up to that $75, $80 of crude, I think we are fine as a country in terms of a current account deficit balance of payment. It should not impact us. But in case if it uh, drives higher for because of whatever global reasons, maybe demand picking up or supply constraint, then I would keep that in watch in terms of what's happening to a country on a macro level. Two other things which come to my mind is inflation. And if you see recently, because of the hike in commodity prices, you know, we have the inflation WPI has gone up. I mean, it's the highest since I think, uh, July, June 2012. And so is the CPI. So how the commodity prices move, that will be a key driver I would be looking out for. And on the micro level, you know, the companies who 
with the kind of raw material price increase they are seeing what is the ability for them to pass on this price hikes right or they have to absorb a significant bit of it these are the aspects i would see so oil inflation you know the impact of higher raw material prices what would be the key things i would watch out for in the next few months okay a uh, one last question before we wrap this conversation is uh, what is your outlook for stock markets going uh, forward and i'm talking about for the entire fiscal uh, not a uh, short term for next month but for the entire fiscal where do you see the markets headed and what would you be betting on see i'm i'm as i said in the beginning i'm not uh, very concerned or cautious right now when i look at the markets when i take the next few years view right uh right now the base case is next 2 3 months uh, we should have a fair solution for covid that's one secondly uh when i look at companies you know in the end they are the one who drives the markets so you know they have a lot of companies have you know strengthened their balance sheets their businesses we have seen a lot of consolidation also happening within sectors so right now if you would say i would not be you know very uh, worried or cautious on the market you know at least for this fiscal and eventually how the markets work is macros and bottom up the macros don't seem to be deteriorating a lot bottom up i think companies still have a lot of options up their sleeve you know to, to get out of this uh, scare in the next few months All right, Rohit. On that note, thanks a lot for that perspective and also joining us for this show. Wish you good health going forward. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nasreen. Wish you the same. Thank you. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen. s at lifemin. com, or you can reach out to me on Twitter at nasreen story. You can also reach out to us at ht smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.